0: one thing we forget about our brothers and sisters in Yoakum, Texas, and Brenham, Texas, and all these other towns in the country. And these are nice people, too. But, you know, they, they hear about us, and guess what we have? Orange. I mean, whenever, if you take, if you listen, I ask you to do something at some time. Spend one week, one week, concentrated on... Right wing Radio and Fox News. I know it hurts. Oh, my God. It hurts. I can't do that. I can't do that. No, and let me tell you why I did that. Let me tell you why I did that. I wanted to, I wanted to feel what those people were feeling. And I'm going to tell you something, man. You guys scare the hell out of me. <laughs> right? I'm not kidding you. You guys scare the hell out of me. If you heard on Fox News and right-wing radio about who you are, you would be scared too, (laughs) okay? And what we don't do is we don't change the narrative and we don't invest in changing the narrative. And that is what, you know, we sit down and we are very smart, you know, we are so damn smart, right? Um, I went went to five or six Beto events and Beto could name why it is you know, and I, I talk about this on my talk show. Healthcare, uh, the people in what what I did not hear Beto say on um, the campaign is you are being assassinated by your people in Austin, by the guys who elected Austin. The Medicaid expansion to the Affordable right. Care Act was free for the first three years, and thereafter it cost you ten percent. Right. That's it. Our Republican Congress, I mean. Legislature chose not to provide Yoakum, Texas, Brenham, Texas, and all these country towns, healthcare, they are losing their hospitals. And whenever a hospital is lost, why don't we have the chairpersons of the different Democratic parties in those cities in front of that hospital saying, this is what Austin has done by not accepting the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. We don't do that. Republicans do that. They do that. They do that for things that don't really exist, right? They do that for things that aren't real. But we, when it is time for us to go out there and spend uh, uh, and do the narrative, we don't. So I, I, I always tell people, I, you know, we talk about all these problems. If you listen to my show, we. Said, Why don't they do that? Why don't they do that? Why don't we do that? Because we forgive me. We are elitists. It is true. It is true. Let me. I, I, I hate to say that, but it is true. And I was at one time as well. I would speak about how can that person be so damn stupid to think that. I would go out there and I would say, um, wait a minute, um, you should know better. I would go out and say all these things like, you should know that, right? Um, look, I'm an engineer. I love numbers, right? And I figure if one plus one is equal to two, every single one of you should know one plus one is equal to two. And if you don't know it, there's something wrong with you. And I don't I'm not gonna spend my time to try to convince you otherwise because you're just wrong. We assume we know it. Exactly. Hey, how you doing? Hi. Nice to see you. Yeah. You, 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 assume, you assume that these people know this thing, right? So my my, my thing is um, I'm gonna do a plug here. For uh, something that I wrote called "How to Talk to Your Right Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors," right? Yeah. And really, the, the, the idea being that uh, first you have to humble yourself to not, uh, you know, when they say something that you think is crazy. And trust me, my sister voted for Trump. Okay, so it's not like I, I don't know what I'm talking about. My sister is a was well, a Trumpist. Evangel- She's an evangelical, true evangelical Christian. Her church has all the reasons why, church, why Trump is the second instantiation of Jesus Christ. And oh, yeah, <laughs> hey, I, I just, I just, I'm just invested. And so, so that 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 is that is what they believe, right? So how how do we approach that? You know, how do we talk to these people? to make them start talking it, it can't be one person doing it it can't be two people doing it it has to be a concerted effort done from all of us right and all of us have to be humbled. all of us have to decide you know what I'm not going to call my neighbor which I'm surrounded by them uh, how could you do that I want to listen to them and hear exactly why they're why, why they're doing that I, and I have a story that I tell in one of my books here, and this is uh, an important one. I sat, I live in Greenwood, Texas. I sat, I I do all my writing, blogging, and everything inside of star. Well, inside a Starbucks pre pre COVID. And this woman comes into uh, the to the store or into uh, the to the coffee shop, and she says, "I see you in here every day." And I'm like, "Yeah." And she's like, "What do you do?" So I'm like, oh, "I'm a blogger." And she says. Okay, what is that? So we go ahead and we talk about talk about that. Then she says, um, I don't remember how the conversation changed, but we got into talking about health care, and she was having issues with her insurance company. Mine, this is Kingwood, Red, Republican, everything. I mean, uh, when my car is parked outside, all my Republican brothers and sisters come out there because they want to have that conversation, and we you know, we kind of go at it anyhow. She comes in and we started talking about health care. <laughs> And she started to say, you know, I wish my, this about my health here, And we went step by step. And I, all I was doing was listening and asking her questions. In other words, how would you solve, you know, if you like that, how would you solve that? You, you don't want to have to get a pre... What you call that when you go to the doctor and... Yeah, uh, pre-authorization. Pre-authorization. You don't want that pre-authorization. <laughs> you, you don't want that. Pre- no, you don't want it. And, you know, and, and, and those damn copays they get you because they send you from one doctor to the next right. day. And, you know, those co-pays add up. Mm-hmm. So what would you... You don't want copays either like right mm-hmm. No, I, we, we should get rid of... And we're doing everything, Right. And when she was done describing the, the health care system that she wanted, she was describing what again? <laughs> this is Republican. What was she describing, folks? Obamacare. No, no, it's Obama- better than Obamacare. Yeah. Obama- Medicare, Medicare for all, health care for all. In other words, she would like if she didn't have to pay premiums. She would like if she didn't have to do all these things, but she liked it. I'm feeling guilty now because I know this woman think I'm this black Republican in Kingwood given that I'm there all the time, so, you know, and this white woman comes and she's like, hey, you know, um, this is what we, and I'm, we're having this great conversation. And then I feel guilty now, so I said, Man, I, 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 I just want to let you know, I'm one of them left-wing, progressive, liberal kind of guys," And she stopped and she said, but you're so nice. <laughs> Where are your horns? So, to the front. We right, so got horns, right? We got horns, man. You know. So she's like, you're so nice. And then I'm like, man, you know, there's a group here in Kingwood called Liberal Ladies Lunch. You should go and have lunch with them sometime. You know? And then she, you know, I thought... Like I said, I was feeling guilty because I figured she thought I was this conservative dude just writing stuff. And I, anybody who read my stuff know that I'm like way on that side, right? So, so um, she comes in and she, uh, she I thought she, the conversation was going to end. I honestly thought. But you know what it turned out to be? She wanted more. She wanted more. She wanted more. And she kept on talking because finally she, she came up with the message. She came up with The idea of what she wanted to see in healthcare. And it turned out to be what we have been preaching about all of the times. And what I'm saying is there's this, there's this uh, abstraction that they look, the way they look at things that we have to get over. And that's why I said if if they feel, and, and the other thing that they feel is that nobody listens to them. We know that's not true, but If that's what you want to believe, that's fine. They, once you you earn that degree of trust, where they don't think you look at them as some sort of an oddball idiot, a fool, or whatever, that you actually have a human relationship with them. Suddenly, they, even if they, I have another quick one I want to add here. This one is another one. I I was in the gym. This is all pre-COVID that day. I'm in the gym. And I'm working on it. my gym, all red. And in fact, it was a thing. There was a point in this gym when I walked in, some of those guys would, "Hey, there it goes the pinko, the the pinko, you know, there's, there's all kinds of stuff." And all the TVs are on Fox News, right? You know it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So anyway, uh, this one time I went into the gym and I'm pulling down and lifting weights, and this guy hit me real hard in the back, back slap hey, dude, you're going to like what I'm going to tell you. I'm like, okay? <laughs> what is that? He said, you're going to like who I'm voting for. And I'm like, okay? <laughs> who are you voting for? And this was when Beto was running against <laughs> Ted Cruz. All right? So he said, I am voting the entire Democratic slate. Okay. This a, is this a right-wing Red Republicans. So I looked at him in, in shock, and before I got a chance to say anything, he said, "But I'm no damn Democrat." <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. So I said, "Okay." So I mean, one of one of the one of the things that I use all of the time is I tell folks, "Look, I'm not trying. Look, our uh, party a lot of times is culture, right?" Texas used to be a democratic state. Then it it was made to believe that Democrats had a an issue. We, we Democrats became a bit too ethnic to suffer. And when that occurred, it gave the freedom to many to migrate. Fine. So what I told what I tell folks all the time is: Look, when you go into the booth, when you go into the voting booth, remember one thing: your vote is between you the machine and God. You can vote whatever you want and come out and tell all your friends, I voted for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> but vote the right way. What are you trying to do? Vote your interest. If we get people to start voting your interests, then it doesn't matter what party they are. It doesn't matter what you want to call yourself. You know. So those are the kinds of principles and things that I push <laughs> on my show, my blogs, and everything. And I think one of the other things that i like to ask people to do is, yeah. guess what all of you guys are? Yeah. Bloggers. Yeah. Every single one of you that... Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> you were like, no. Yeah. No, let me, let me tell you what I mean by that, okay? <laughs> Who reads the Houston Chronicle every day? <laughs> Who reads newspapers online? Who read anything online, all right? Let me tell you what the difference between a lot of times ourselves and others. How many people read a story and says, that is crazy, or why did they say that? How many people see that and go, you right?" Let me show you how you're a blogger now. Um, Everybody gets information over the internet now, okay? That's how they get, they read comments, they do all these things. If more of us, when people put crazy, you know what, on paper, in comments or whatever, we engage civilly, not with not with dirty words or obscenities or whatever. Every every time I respond to comments, it doesn't matter what they call me. And, and but you guys can imagine the kinds of things that I get called. Okay. It doesn't matter what they call me. I'm always one way, friendly, respectful, with a smile. Why? Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who folks are. Eventually, it works, and eventually, people, even the ones that called you, whatever the things are that they called you, are gonna to gravitate towards you. And many times, you'd even get emails that said, "Oh, damn, I'm sorry," and talk about changing minds. So, again, everybody here's a blogger. whenever you read, stuff, comment. Let you let yourself be heard. I even blog in the in the um in, in the grocery store. If I hear somebody say something silly, I say, "Hey, how you doing?" And by the way, um, I don't think that is exactly that way. And whatever. Oh, you have a nice day. You're a blogger. You're a verbal blogger. You know, you you never let we make too much go unanswered. We should kindly, with respect, civilly, with a smile. Answer absolutely everything that needs to be answered, and you know what? We'll start changing minds. And with that, I think estoy Any questions that someone has? That's a very sane perspective. I hope so. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so you have a book yes to talk uh, how do you talk with your uh American frenemies my frenemies actually that's that actually you listen actually I, I say talk right but uh, what I, believe it or not when I'm when I'm in like I said I'm in a red Starbucks right I do I would do probably 80 percent to 90 percent of listening to see what makes them tick mm-hmm. and then the other most of the other things that I'm doing is asking them questions and it's fascinating that the questions that they reply to you with with the things that they come out with and uh, even things as, as simple as immigration i tell, I tell you a, another quick story <laughs> sorry another quick story uh, there's a guy in starbucks that comes in all the times and he hates immigrants did he think immigrants should go back over the border and all of that right and i said really I said, I'm an immigrant, I'm from Panama, you know? Well, you want me to go for the party? No, but you came here legally. How do you know that? How do you know that? But I work hard and I do everything. Anybody who, uh, uh, let me tell you my policy. This is not, I'm not saying this should be democratic policy or anything. My policy is, if you can, if you are strong enough to step your foot in America or wherever, I don't want to throw you out. Because that showed me that you're ingenious. Well, yeah, that tells me you are an ingenious person, right? Hey, weren't the pilgrims ingenious? They came and they said So I, anybody who stepped foot in America, but I won't say that politically reasoned, you know, we yeah. can't say that, we yeah. can't say that. But anyhow, so that's what I, I This guy, I finally explained to him. Then I told him, look, the truth of the matter is immigrants <laughs> provide much more to the society, and by the way, our social security system would kind of crater, have that right and he didn't believe me so he went ahead and he did some research and he comes back into starbucks and he said hey burl guess what i want immigration i'm like "Hey." then i said but he said but i want to do it the republican way and i said what is republican way and i and then he started to explain it. i said tell you what i'd like you to do write a blog for me and i'll put it under a pseudonym so that your republican friends don't see it and he, oh, no, no, no 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 I'm going to write the blog, and you can post it under my name. I'm like, okay. And he came up with uh, immigration policy. I disagreed with how he wanted to do it because, in effect, he wanted to make a buck on you know that's on on, on immigration. But it was an answer, right? He he had a policy that was going. To, so I said, okay, I'll print the blog, and if if, if we could compromise on something like that, hey. So that is the thing. The thing about it is, let folks do their talking and ask them the questions. And generally speaking, because progressives—and I don't want to sound conceited—but progressives are right. Okay, (laughs) progressives are right. I agree. You know, if you take a look, if you take a look at the definition of conservatism. There is nothing within the conservative mantra that gives you any hope of progress for anyone. It's just what conservative means: status quo. Right. So there's, there's. So you let and and, and guess what? Most most people want progress. So therefore, if most people want progress. Guess what? Most people are progressive. Progressive. If you doubt it, uh, like. Uh, um, Elizabeth Warren, I love Elizabeth Warren, she's one of my idols, right? Elizabeth Warren, uh, I went to Netroots Nation and Elizabeth gave a speech and I recorded that speech because it was like, wow, she hit the nail on the head. Uh, she She ran through a whole lot of polls and she don't ask anybody if they are progressive, liberal, or anything. She goes through the polls and asks the policies that everybody wants. And progressive policies are supported by at least and I know not kid here, at least sixty-five percent of people support the entire progressive mantra. How can we lose elections? How can we lose elections? Narrative. 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 But even with disinformation, narrative, right? You go out there, look, on my today on my radio show, I, I told the folks, hey, uh Austin is killing you. Okay, we have, to, we have to make it a gut feeling for people. We don't attack people, we attack the politicians. We don't atta- I, don't, I don't attack any person. In other words, if you're a, a Republican person or whatever, I don't want you to ever feel like what we're doing is attacking you. What I want to do though is attack the politicians because they're the ones that are actually doing wrong to us all. Not that you, Brother John. <laughs> <laughs> Not you. You're a good guy. I'm actually an engineer pretending to be a. Boss. Well, actually, both of us are mechanical engineers. So, yeah, but yeah. So I mean, um, so 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 that is where that that is where. I'm at. Okay, that's that, that's it. An, any other thing that anyone want to ask? So tell us about Thanksgiving with your sister. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's so funny? Uh, my, let me tell you how this happened. You remember uh, when COVID just started, right? Uh, she was anti-mask, anti-vax, and all of that. Like every Republican was. And I called her up, and I said, "Hey, but, uh, um, I know that you're a Trumpist. I know that you don't believe in the mask and all of that. Do you love your brother? Yes or no?" Of course, that's a stupid question. How dare you ask that? All right? Then I just want you to do something for me. Wear your damn mask and take the damn vaccine. Okay? I don't care if you want it or not. Just do it for me. And, you know, that's how I worked with my sister. I imagine you'd have to do some other... I have some other friends. Uh, there's a There's a friend of mine that refused to take it and I hounded him for probably, the vaccine that is, and I hounded him for probably three, four weeks, and he finally took it. What, what, I, what, I, what I try to do is, you know, just work on a personal level. I think things like that, you have to work on a personal level. Yes, ma'am. No, I'm oh. not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's are, are they are they on the on the other side of the aisle too? Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's it's not it's look, it, it's not easy. That's why I always tell folks to just keep just treat folks with you know respect. And I, what I use with some as well is remember, and this one is sort of I don't know how nice this is. I always say. It's, Remember this: if something happens to your kid because you happen to have been wrong, how would you feel? You know. In other words, uh, you know, if, if something happens, that, that tends to work with some as well. They got a tendency to so, twist everything anyway. Yes. Yeah. But you know. They yeah. But you know what? We're not gonna change a hundred percent of people, right? But we the thing about it is as human beings, we succumb a lot to peer pressure. And if we can if, if, if we can peer pressure some people into doing some things, sometimes that works. Yes, ma'am. How do you find the inner patience and zen <laughs> to talk to some of these people? like yeah, I, I just can't sometimes and everybody does I mean if you can't do it, you can't do it. In other words, you know, and, and you shouldn't feel guilty for not doing it, right? Like I said, progressives, we know one thing. We can't we are at the position that we are right. So we can and, and I'm not s i am not I really am not saying that to be conceited. Like I was talking to the Jaime and I was still in Jaime. You know, numbers are not enough, but we have the numbers. You know, you you, know, you have to have, the numbers are not enough. To, I can look, I can give you all the statistics, right? What cures poverty, what, I can give you all those numbers. How you get rid of crime? In other words, the family, the, the, the party that believes in family values don't take care of families. I could put that in, in all these different things, numerically speaking. But people don't think like that. People think in stories, right? So, and that's why, if you notice... In my book, I have a whole lot of stories. I just tell them the stories, this happened, that happened, that happened. And people then take all these stories and put it together in their heads when they're going to make a change. As far as your, your uh, how I keep my zen, um, practice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, really. Um, it, I get a lot of it. people on the, on the radio program call me and give me hell because they think that I give folks on the right Too much play. In other words, I will really talk to them and engage in them. My question to those folks is, why should I engage you? You're already there. You know, you should help me engage them. So, um, so the thing is, um, after you convince yourself that, you know you, you know, you remember that phrase when you're young sticks and stones don't, don't break my bones or something like that, I don't remember, something, something like that, right? The name's- right, so that's why, I, you know, nothing bothers me. If, I don't care what, how they talk to me, talk, tell me stuff or whatever, it kind of just flies over, and I just keep on, on the particular mission. And again, everybody doesn't have to do that. We just have to have a few who are willing to do that. Because, and, yeah, for example, I don't engage with my family on yeah. politics. Like, it's just become a rule with me at all. Engage, but let me, let me, let me tell you something. Let me just tell you something. Family is where you can actually, uh, make, I have, she comes to the show every day, both shows. She types and everything. And she had a bad thing with her sister. Uh, she's up in New York. And um, one Saturday, uh, she found me and she called me and she was crying her heart out about, you know, uh, she went to her sister and she can't believe how MAGA they were and whatever. And um, I looked at her and I said don't break she said i'm done with them i'm done with the family i said don't break it off man uh go 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 to your stuff and every time she tells tell you something they say hey i love you you know and whatever and and a few weeks later she says damn it you know what they still maga but at least they're listening now so you don't give up on these folks you know because guess what they need a place to land all right, they need a. I mean, people need a place to land, and if they don't have a place to land, they'll stay in oblivion. But if they know that they have a place to land, in other words, um, anybody who I I talk to, they know that if they come and tell me, "Oh man, I've seen the," well, they're not going to say I've seen the light, but you know, they come and they say oh, wow, I think I want to do it. They know that I'm not going to say, well, damn it, I told you so you were a damn fool <laughs> <laughs> i not not. You, you see what I'm saying? So they know that they have a place to land. And that's what. I, that's one of the things that I always say, people give people a place to land. And yes, ma'am? I'd like to get your impressions of January 6th and where you think that's going to go. I, I can tell you where I hope it's going to go. I hope we have the pelotas to go ahead and put the president in jail. I hope we... Look, it's funny, right? Everything in this country always operates the same way. The people, the peons, we, those of us who are on the bottom level always get convicted, thrown in jail, and all of that for things that gets done. And if you look at all the 400 or so people that have been thrown in jail or, or whatever, there weren't the instigators. It's the Trump, it's the Trump, sycophants and others that's instigators, and they're still walking around. I think uh, if our Justice Department doesn't get Trump and his first line tier, we would have failed. And um, you know, I, I I don't really have an answer there, but we would have failed if we don't do that because again, those guys were programmed to do what they did. You know, they weren't. Those aren't bad folk that. You you know, they were programmed. You you feel sorry when you watch some of the interviews with these guys. They were programmed to do. They believe this stuff. Like they believe you have horns. They believe you have horns, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? I always thought the Democratic Party represented Uh the majority. You know, working steps, families, family values. Yeah. But it seems like the Republicans. Have stolen that mantra without the substance, and, and how are Democrats going to be able to come come back and win back the majority of the people like us? Well, you scare the hell out of people. You can get them. You can get you can get yeah. them to believe anything, right? But how do we change that? We have to be in front of people. In other words, right now we stay away from those people who are. You know those on the other side, right? You know, look, the, the divide and conquer really works, right? It, it actually really works. I go to tea party events, right? I go to all of these things that and, that. And the reason I go to these things is because I want I want folks to know. First of all, I'm not scared of them. That's number one. and number two. I don't hate them, you know? So if if I'm not scared of them and I'm willing to engage, the problem is that we allow those people to make a caricature out of us and then we accept that caricature by, when I say we accept the caricature, I mean, we accept that caricature by not refuting it or by not being there. And my thing is to be engaging all of the times and you don't have to be rude to be engaging. I mean, uh, on my chat, Daniel Ledeau, he, if you if you look at if you look at the the chats that go through with that, it's like he's attacking, him. and the responses is just one at a time, and it's not for him. It is for everybody that's in the in the community that's seen all those messages. That even if he's a you know what, people actually see the response from what a progressive looks like. How can we hear you, America? Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> PoliticsDoneRight dot is the website for for uh, for the program, uh, and, and this, so uh, yes, sir. No, Oh, okay. Yeah, you can go to politics. Unless you want to pick, unless you want to pick up the tech. Oh, no, but you can, you can pick it up for me. Uh, politicsunright.com is the website. And also, uh, I'm all over. I'm on YouTube, TikTok, everything. So um, you, you can go ahead and find. But the, the name of the program is Politics Done Right. So please, you can find that everywhere on the internet. And please, listen to KPFT the uh, 90.1 FM Houston we're trying to build back our our listenership and you know what happens when you're kind of off your road